friends, I'm Coach Mickey, and you are on with Coach Mickey and Friends. And today, again, I am with my bestie, Jackie Dion, and I'm really excited. And thank you so much for joining us. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, come on in, make yourself comfortable. For those of you that are sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for this next section of this podcast, because you listened to the prior one, thank you so much. So glad to hear from you. Thank you for your comments and questions and also suggestions. And we're going to get to you guys um, after we get through this list. And we're going to kind of recap on some of the stuff that we have discussed. If you are joining us for the first time on this podcast, you may want to go back to the prior one to hear the first part of the list. And for those of you that are ready to move on, we're just going to recap real quick. Uh, so, hey, well, well, first of all, hey, Jackie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy <laughs> to be back. This is, again, my favorite topic. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Now, you've got, you've got, hey, why don't you go ahead and uh, read off what we did one through five last podcast, right? Is that what we, we got through? Yeah. So yep. I'll just write down the, the little list here. Okay. So um, what the, what it is, the title of it is Rules to Teach Your Daughter. But we, like we said the last time, really though, um, can, can apply, apply to anybody, you know, especially women in empowering ourselves. Um, okay. So number one, never shake a man's hand sitting down. Uh, number two, learn how to cook a signature dish. We had a lot of conversation on that one. Spend 30 minutes a day reading up on current events. Number four, in a, in a negotiation, never make the first offer. And number five, request the late checkout or slash check in. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That was true. That was fun. Uh, I added that one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we're actually on, I was reading this one here. This is actually kind of important. Well, I think it's very important, not kind of, it's very important. And, And I think a lot of times we don't take it for value when someone tells us this and, um, when entrusted with a secret, keep it. Yep. Yeah. That one is so important because I have had it happen where I have entrusted someone and said, listen, you know, this I'm telling you because I trust you. And then, you know, someone goes on and goes, oh, yeah, I'm I'm entrusting you to tell you about this. If someone tells me something, it ends with me. If they say, look, I trust you. That's that's a very important and, and powerful and precious thing if someone entrusts you to tell you because they feel safe you know to to share that information with someone else is um i don't know it's it, it's taboo you don't you just don't that but that's yeah. that's me that's my integrity if you tell me something and, and specifically said you know please don't tell anybody or share this you know as long as no one's getting hurt or it's illegal or or anything that falls into any of those categories or harmful to themselves I will, I will never share that information. Right. Right. Like, you know, you where you buried your, your boss's body. Yeah. That you need to tell. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and that, everything else. I agree. In fact, I can vouch for what you're saying because you're a secret, secret keeper for me. So <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> yeah. I've told you a few things and, um, so, so far so good. <laughs> Well, you know, there was, okay, so long story short, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up into a, a you know, three sentences. Um, 
I have someone who's very close to me. She's like a mom. I always say she's God's gift to me as a mom because I didn't really have one. And to this day and over the years, I have been able to tell her, you know, anything. And she always said to me, she said, honey, you, if you have something, you tell yourself, you tell your higher power, God, or whatever your higher power is, and you tell one person you trust, but it has to, that person has got to be on that same level. And, and that's why I said, it's a, it's a precious gift. If someone trusts you to tell you something so intimate or personal or something that they need to get off their chest. Um, yeah, you got, you gotta, you gotta hold that one dear. You can't, that one you can't screw up on. You can't, you know? Yeah. Because honestly, I mean, I know we've all been there. You have trusted the wrong person. You know, you, you think that this person has your back or that you can confide in them and, and, um, you get burned and it's, you just never, never feel the same way about that person. I don't care who it is. It could be a family member, be a close friend, lifelong friends. I mean, you just, something changes. And, uh, I just think it's who you are is to be able to, um, to be trusted. And it, it definitely, um, it it definitely affects your, your relationships. That's for sure. So yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I've learned the hard way because I've, I've made the mistake, especially when I was younger, you know, when you, you know, nothing too crazy, but you know, when you've done that and you get caught up in conversations with people and and you, you say something that you probably shouldn't have said, you know, you really feel horrible later. Um, thank God it's not been anything, you know, that couldn't be repaired, but you know, when you're young, especially teenagers, (laughs) girls, uh, get caught up in that very easily. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think as adults though, when you have people that tell you something, even if you have a, you know, we're talking again as a circle of friends and if there's something you shared with me, even if we have close friendship, I think there's also that connection where you may share something with me or I, I share something with you, or maybe you share something with someone else and I don't know about it. Honestly, it's really none of my business. You know, I mean, everybody has got their comfort level based on the relationships that they have with, you know, with someone else. And, and it's never anything to take personal or, or, you know, feel bad about or whatever. Um, I just think there's different levels and, but regardless, or even if you knew about something, and this is another one I want to add to this, let's say you told me something and I already knew about it and I knew about it for months, but then you told another friend in our circle and that friend came to me and said, oh my gosh, did you know Jackie, blah, blah, blah. I think I would say, no, I didn't. Because yep. it's not my place to share personal information that you entrusted me with. It, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, and talk about your situation with another friend because it tells me they broke the trust chain. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. Very yeah. true. So, yep. yeah. And I that's, agree. I've had, I've had to learn that too, because sometimes somebody will say, oh, I heard or whatever. And then if, you know, the other person yeah. chimes in, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they add more information like, oh no, I didn't know that. You're like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? I just totally destroyed my trust, you know, with, with my friend. So careful. Yeah. Be careful. You know what too is, is friends that don't, you should instinctively know, you shouldn't have to tell someone, Hey, keep this to yourself. I mean, I feel like if a really good friend is going to just know that that doesn't have to be said, you know, so True. that's something else to, you know, to consider is that when you're at that point with, with, with a friendship or, you know, a relationship and something is told to you, you should just know <laughs> that that's something that you keep to yourself, but 
that happens a lot too. Well, you didn't tell me not to say anything. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you just moved down my friends list. You just you know, got knocked down five notches because you're going to be literal on me, you know? <laughs> I also think, though, maybe there's a comfort in saying, um, saying, you know, please don't repeat this because I think you made it crystal, crystal clear that this is something really important or intimate. And, and, and I think if you say to someone, don't repeat this or please don't share this. Or if I tell you, you know, this, I'm entrusting you not to repeat it. I think it solidifies the, the, the value and the importance of it. But I do agree. The friends that you surround yourself with should already know that, but I think instilling it in them, I think sets the precedence a little bit. Yeah. Tighter. It makes you feel, I think it's more to make you feel yourself feel true better about it, you know? But yeah. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I mean, everyone should have at least one of those friends that you can talk to freely and know that it's not going to go anywhere. If you, yeah. if you, if you're questioning it all the time, they're not your friend. Then don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I call those surface friends. I absolutely, I have, you know, we all really probably do when you think about it, but in, in my world, I have, you know, cl- close, close people that I could tell anything to. And then it kind of goes from there. You know, there are some that I just, uh, it's, we talk about current events. <laughs> we talk about the kids. We talk about the weather. You know, we, we, I don't tell very many personal things to that, that particular person or those people because, you know, you know, you know how they are or whatever. So yeah, I call those surface friends. That's Friendly. so true. That is yep. so true. <clears throat> and situational. Cause I mean, I've, it's happened with, if you've got children, you know, um, I mean, you of course do, but I mean, our listeners that you, you, you're a lot of your friends, um, change at times because of who your, your children's friends are or what sports they're playing in or that kind of a thing. Um, and it's your friends are friendly at that time, but you wouldn't want to sit down and tell them your whole life story because most likely when football season's over, <laughs> you won't see them again until next year. <laughs> right. Or they graduate and you never yeah. talk to the parents anyway. I mean, even as a coach, I got kids that year after year, I never hear from them again. They've gone on oh, to yeah. college and very rarely. So you're right. You, you keep, you don't think everybody's your best friend. You know, right. you've got to be able to and even in that circle, you have to be careful because I've seen parents go at it, you know, just over their kids playing time or where position they play or, or whatever, where they've been really close and then one excels and the other one doesn't. And all of a sudden you've got this feud in the stands and it's like, for what? <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? No, agreed. Yeah. You got to be careful. And I think as, you know, as I get older, I learn who those people are. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just do it away. Yeah. 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 So this next one's kind of cool. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to let you go with this one because I really have thought about it and I really don't know what kind of twist to put on this or to, or value, I guess. Um, Hold your heroes to a higher standard. Yeah. It's interesting because when you hear heroes, I mean, what's the first thought we all have Superman or whatever. Right. Right. But of course that's not what they're referring to, but I think, when you think about kids and, you know, those characters, heroes or the football players or, you know, or when I say football players, but, you know, these professionals or whatever the kids look up to, they, they see those as their heroes. And um, I think that, you know, they have their, you know, pictures and paintings on their, or things on their walls and all that, their t-shirts that they wear, they're so proud of, of that person that they look up to. Um, and so in, in that spirit though, I see more 
I mean, my heroes, and I, I think most will agree, is um, first responders and, you know, which is police and fire. And especially today, September 11th, thinking about um, those those particular people is a reminder of what heroes they are um, in military or, you know, like, again, September 11th, Flight 93, those civilians that were on that plane, um, you know, that uh, that were able to, to save thousands of lives because they you know, they took, took the plane over, you know, so those are the people that I, I look to as my heroes, you know? Um, but I think that you absolutely, absolutely have to hold them in a different regard. I mean, I worked in an emergency room for 12 years and, um, the physicians that, that I worked with, uh, you know, I, every day I would, you know, just, just be just thankful that I'm in their presence. I mean, the nurses, the, the staff and, what they were sacrificing to, to do, to be there, to save lives. Um, that, that to me is definitely, they're all on a different level. I in, agree. In my mind. You're, you're absolutely right. And a lot of times there's a lot of heroes that you, like you said, that we are surrounded by and maybe we don't put them in or we don't think about it like that, but you're right. I think it's been brought more to our attention uh, for first responders to be heroes, you know, due to the pandemic. But the reality is, is these people have, they're just doing what they signed up to do, you know, and that puts them in a higher standard because they made a choice to be able to be there for when everything falls apart in, you know, in, in the surrounding lives, you know, like you said, the doctors in the, in the ER or a fireman or the, you know, a police officer, you know, any, any of these people that, uh, you know, EMTs, all of that, they, they have put themselves in a position where when everything falls apart, they're the first ones on the scene to be able to comfort, pull it back together and, and, um, pick up the pieces. And yeah, they're running into danger, not away from it. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's a that's a really good one. I you know that's yeah. that is definitely something, and we need to we need to remember that too. We need yeah. to be able to look at those people in a different light and be grateful. Be grateful yeah. that there are people like that that will yeah. do that for us. Yeah. yeah, and you know most people that are that um, are in those positions are very humble, and they don't even want to be referred to as heroes. Um, and to me, that's you know that's. Um, admirable as well. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're not doing it for recognition. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, they've chosen a path in their life that, um, is really impacting others lives. And, uh, yeah, so I, I do definitely, and those are the obvious, you know, heroes and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, of course I, I meet people every day that I'm impressed with that I look at on a different, in a different way, different standards as far as a hero goes, you know, the, the, um, a mom that's going to work every day, a single mom that doesn't, maybe he's doing it on their own or, you know, there's just different situations you can look around and see, um, there are those that stand out and definitely, you know, should be, um, recognized in different ways for what they do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, that's something we can put out there is, you know, when you guys are going about your day, take a look at your surrounding group or surrounding crowd, you know, and, and, and take it in, you know, look, and next time you see a police officer doing something, or you know, a lot of times I see them, you know, uh, they'll walk into a restaurant or, you know, obviously coffee or something like that. And you're like, you know, this is a person that still has that. I actually dated, I dated a, a, a police officer. I also, and um, I also dated a Navy SEAL, but I remember my, the police officer I dated, this was when I was down in Florida. 
I really had a hard time dating him because I knew every single day his life was in danger. And and I really liked this guy. Now, he ended up getting transferred and, and moved and decided he wanted to go to another precinct. And my life at that point in time would not, you know, I wasn't going to move because I was, you know, trying to build a career and, and I was, you know, doing what I was doing in the location I was in. But I, I every day, you know, we'd go out or he'd come home from work and I, and I just, there was always that knot in the pit of my stomach thinking, is he going to come home today? I know where he's dealing. You know, are we, is he going to make it to dinner? Because he's a police officer in a really rough area down here in Florida. And I don't know whatever call I'm going to get. So I think I want to even move that a step further to the families that have got these people that serve, you know, um, whether it's the, the, the wife or a husband of, you know, a, a fireman, police officer, EMT or, or whatever, you know, there's these people are sacrificing every single day, especially when they have families, because it's so unknown. They step into a job every day that you just don't know what the outcome is going to be. And it's, it's a risk every single day. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. yep. No, definitely. I agree with you. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's, uh, the, the, it seems so uh, odd. We go to something so serious and then all of a sudden here's the, the next one down the line is just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know what though with, with here, when you're talking about heroes and that sort of thing though, it's like, it's, where do you find that, you know, there's no humor there. It's like, this is, it is serious. And again, it is on a different, you know, level. So, yeah, <laughs> but it's necessary. Yeah. It's necessary. That's, that's true. That's true. But also, again, these are life skills. So a lot of these are just, wow, you know, more perspective just to stop and go, hmm, you know what I mean? And, and value, find, find the value, you know, in, in all of these. Um, yep. So, so no, uh, number eight, go for number eight. Uh, return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Yes, <laughs> of course you do. Oh my God. Of course you do. To me, that's a no brainer. Unfortunately yeah. though, <laughs> not everybody thinks that way. Uh, oh my. Especially my, especially my children. <laughs> <laughs> I should highlight this one for them. <laughs> well, I think that just comes down to consideration. You know, I, my, my, uh, my dad always used to say, excuse me, <clears throat> my dad used to always say, if you borrow something, always give it back in better condition than where when you borrowed it. And whether it's, uh, you know, if you borrow someone's car, put a full tank of gas in it. Make sure you clean up the crap in the car. Don't leave the the to-go <laughs> cups, drink cups in there, or your Starbucks card. I mean, cup, um, you know, just... Well, you leave the Starbucks card. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can leave the card. Yeah, pick up the cup. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's funny because my... Uh, I just got a, I just bought a car for, um, oh, I was helping a, a family member acquire a car and, and she got it and we, and we got, it. and we get in the car, it was paid for, but we paid for it in cash and it's got less than a quarter of a tank. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, this person, they, they it didn't even put gas in the car. I'm like, I just gave you cash for a car and you couldn't. And I guess in my head, See, this is the way you and I think. You and I think, okay, if we're if we're going to borrow something or sell something, our integrity and our values say, let's give it in the most pristine way because it's a reflection of who we are. So it blows my mind. 
my cat and when I have somebody bring something back to me and it's an empty tank and there's oh. crap in the back of my car or you borrowed something, you know, you borrowed something uh, to wear or whatever, you know, and it's got a big stain on or you brought it back dirty. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, that drives me insane. Insane. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Funny you mentioned clothes because I can remember like in college and stuff, you know, I mean, we we're always all sharing each other's clothes or whatever, my friends and stuff. And um, yeah, you you know, all of a sudden you see somebody with something on that's yours. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I remember you asking me that, you know, or you get it back. And like you said, it's not in the same condition. You know, it wasn't, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't washed properly and shrank or whatever. Yeah. It's so, oh my God. So frustrating. <laughs> I had I had a girlfriend in college and I and I loved her because she was really direct. She would walk in and she go, Mick, I really like this. Can I have it? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, because I know I'll never see it again if I let you borrow it. So just take it. Take it yeah, that's all anyway. <laughs> oh, is that funny? Oh god. But yeah, I think this is um I think this is like something that even shouldn't have to be said. It's just out of courtesy. I you know, I think it's it's important to have on the list, but I mean, to me that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, go on go on to the next one. So we're All right. Oh, I love this one. Play with passion or don't play at all. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 100%. I feel that way about everything, not even like playing, you know, sport game, whatever. No, I don't. If you're not going to commit to something, then don't do it. That's my thing. I don't care what it is. If it's work related or, you know, a, a, a trip or time with your friends or whatever, you know, don't do anything half-assed. Give it all you got. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 read a, I read a quote one time that said, um, you will make a priority to what's important. And if it's not important to you and it's not something that you want to do, don't do it. You know, yeah. don't do it because you're going to only disappoint yourself and and it's not worth it. You can't do it. And again, for me, mine's always sport related, but I always think that football does have a lot of life skills because I have seen kids that show up on that field every single day and they had they're prepared, they are ready to go, they are excited, they want to learn, they want to get out there and give 110% to and they're competing with themselves. They're not competing with the team, they're not competing with even I'd say even the other team when we play on Friday nights, they're competing with themselves. And then I see the ones that they're like, oh, you know, coach, oh my gosh, I can't find my mouthpiece. Oh my gosh, coach, I don't have any water, you know, and you can see they're dragging and they're, they're not paying attention. They have no clue what's going on. And my answer is, do you, are you really here because you want to be here? Or is this something that you're being forced into do, or it sounded like a good idea. And now you're just going through the motions. And I don't care what it is. If you're just going through the motions, why are you doing it to begin with anyway? Yeah, you can tell too. I can tell the difference when somebody's heart is in it and um, and and when they're not, you know. I mean, sometimes it's just it's a situation, you know, something's up, something's on someone's mind. But, you know, if you, again, if you commit to it, I don't care if it's a sport or what it is, you better give it your all or don't do it. Just don't, don't do it for, you know, for do your teammates or the people that you work with or whatever the situation is, do them a favor and don't do it. 
<laughs> That's right. Because somebody else is picking up the slack. You're right. Exactly. And I'm someone who does, you know, I'm not saying all the time with every situation, but you know, like no matter what it is, I, you know, I water skied for the first time in uh, several years last summer. And it took, it took me all summer to actually get myself up, up again or whatever. But you know, it's like, I, I every time we went out, you know, my husband would say once I try once or twice and he's like, all right, are we, are we good? And I'm like, no, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, what's the point? What is the point? Unless I give this, you know, everything I got, it took, you know, four or five tries many different times, you know, in a row or whatever weekends in a row. And, um, but the reward after and, and the feeling of accomplishment is like nothing else. So, and that's just myself, but you know, when you get people relying on you too, yeah, no, you got to give it everything. You really do. And I so, think yes. that's a yeah, that's a good perspective to look at because if you're going to even make the attempt, then then do it right. You know, it's it just has so much more value to it. And you're right, it's that sense of accomplishment because if you uh, end your day and you're running everything through your head and you can feel good about everything that you did through that day and know that you gave it 100%. Now, who's it may not always work out. You know, it may not always go in the direction that you think it's going to go. But at least you can look at yourself the next day or in the mirror and go, you know what, I did everything I was going to, I was supposed to do, or I wanted to do, or attempted to do. And I gave it 110%. And there's no, there's no uh, uh, wishy-washy in there. I guess that's the only way to describe it. Right. Yep. No, agreed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm with you Yeah. on that. So this one, actually, this next one is kind of cool because when we started our podcast prior, one of the first things we said was never shake a man's hand while sitting down. And number 10 is when shaking hands, grip firmly and look them in the eye. Yep. And Absolutely. I think that says a lot. And now when you say shake a hand, grip firmly, I'm not saying you have to crush it. You know, it just... <laughs> Uh, you know, well, I, it depends on who it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what they've said. So, uh, but I, but I have noticed too that, um, and this is even shaking other people's hands. And if it's a if it's a limp, uh, like almost like a touch, my thought is, are you even engaged? Are you even? You know, I, am I am I annoying you? You know, do you not want to be here? Is you know, is this something where you don't want to put the effort in? Are you above handshake? You know, again, this is me. This is me. So I think having a, a good handshake says I'm here. I'm ready. You know, I've, I'm firmly in this. And looking someone in the eye says I'm engaged in what's going to transpire next. Instead of looking down, looking around, you know, or not being there. I know that's my perspective. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It's it's um, interesting because I think that you're right. Number one was the never shake a man's hand sitting down. And if you're not going to have a firm grip, you know, or um, engage in that way by looking in the eye, you might as well just stay sitting down. Because to me, it's the same. I mean, you know, you just, I don't know. It's out of out of respect to say, hey you know what, you, I, I, I'm here with you right now. Like, this is what matters in this moment is meeting you or saying hello to you or, you know, many times it's a conversation is going to begin and our negotiations, like we talked about before. Um, absolutely. It's a message. Everything, almost all of these is a message that you're sending to somebody else um, that you respect them 
and, or you respect the process of whatever it is that you're, you know, that you're involved with. So I, I, I think that it's very, very important. Absolutely. Cause how many of us have shaken a hand? Oh my God, it might as well be a dead fish. Like, and, you're like <laughs> really? and then you end up thinking about that. Like, Ooh, and, you know, and it's, you know, it's not even maybe something that they understand they're doing. It just, they don't, it makes you think, um, how insecure is this person? Or, you know, I mean, I'm going to be able to roll right over them in, in negotiations or whatever. I just, I don't know. I think it's important, um, you know, to, to send that message and uh, make an impression. And you only, they say it and it's true. You know, that first impression is everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. There was a, there was a technique when I was going to like, um, these different workshops and stuff on management. And it was something I never noticed until it was brought to my attention. And I don't know if you notice, like when uh, world leaders meet each other, they not only shake hands, but did you ever notice they take the other hand and it either, they either put it on their shoulder or they have the hand uh, over the other hand when they're shaking. So it's almost like two hands. And from what I've heard, it's a, it's a power move. It's a, it's to let them know that you are the stronger person. Now, if both leaders do it, you know, and you, and you can see it, it's actually funny and something you guys can be conscious of next time you watch the news or whatever. When you see two people come together, even business, um, they will extend their hand, they will shake it, but the other, the opposite hand, the left hand comes around and either touches their shoulder or will go on their other hand. That's a power move. That's a power hmm. move. And I'm yeah, I'm telling you that as, as especially for, for you gals that are listening, um, or some of those that are trying to get any kind of promotion, that puts you in a higher, it's just that notch higher um, when you shake someone's hand. And it was just a little thing that I learned, and it really is important. It, it's really, it is something that does uh, escalate your value, um, just a little bit, but it's, it is important. You know, what's funny though, on, on, on something that reminds me what you've just said is like, you know, again, sending kind of a, a message. That one is like a, a, you know, a power, a power message. Well, do, how many times have you like, I mean, I think of unfortunately, um, at wakes or funerals or something. I tend to like, when I, you know, shake someone's hand is to put my other hand on their hand when I'm being sympathetic or empathetic or whatever. So it's kind of funny that you say that, that you, you know, sometimes do something, different. Um, and I, of course, and I don't do that, you know, with everybody, but it, when right. you were talking, I thought, Oh my God, I do that with people that I, you know, again, I'm, I'm there to, to show support for or something. I tend to do that. It's just a habit. And, uh, I think it's, yeah, it's a, it's a way of, of, in a different way of, um, of telling somebody something. Yeah. Yeah. Now how, how often I'll ask you, because I know for me, I'm a hugger. I, you know, I, but I will always ask permission. I'll say, can I hug you? Because I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Um, you know, especially, and it's usually at the end very, but I've also had people come up to me that have met me for the first time and will hug me right off the bat. Now I'm, I'm okay with that because it doesn't bother me. Uh, and I, and I like that. That tells me that they've embraced me. Um, but how often, I mean, do you, do you find that, especially, you know, again, now when it comes to my work and on the field, I keep myself at arm's length because it's kind of a different environment, but do you find that you kind of, 
Uh, you have people that are huggers, some people that are hands off, some people that you know they're sending a mes- message of what their boundaries are. Do you do you come across that often? Um, yeah, you know it's funny because I I usually can sense whether somebody either you know would be okay with a hug or you know wants to greet me with a hug. Um, so typically it seems to be like one of those things that's kind of mutual. Um, but I have definitely been in situations where, uh, you know, someone's gone to h- hug me and I'm like, this is weird. Not because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not because, I, you know, I don't like the person or whatever, but um, especially in a, in a work environment, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, you know, unless it's uh, someone that you worked with for a long time and you haven't seen them or a situation like that. But I absolutely have had, you know, times where I'm like, okay, that doesn't feel right. Or that's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, but meaning, you know, just didn't seem like the timing was appropriate. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm that way too. I'm a hugger, especially, you know, people that are in my personal circles and stuff. That's to me what you do. You know, if I go to a friend's house, I hug them when I get there. I hug them when I leave. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. you know, that's how I am. But, but yeah, it is funny that you say that. I don't know that I've ever asked anybody though. Can I hug you? Cause I wonder though, it, it does that feel awkward though? What if they say no? <laughs> Well, I, you know, and, and, and maybe, maybe I use that because I, you know, when I do a lot of speaking engagements or I'm a keynote speaker and somebody will come up and share a personal story with me. And I figure if they're getting intimate with me to share something personal, then that's an invite because it's more of a, like you said, an empathetic or sympathetic or even just a connection to say, I yep. heard you and that, and I put value on what you just shared with me. And I think that that's the, and I, I guess I'd have to kind of come back and explain that, you know, so you, you could understand, but yeah, that's the only time I would say, because I deal with so many different people of walks of lives and, and, and uh, situations, but a lot of times my, my, speaking engagements are mostly personal, whether it's about eating disorders or, you know, life skills or whatever. And we're talking already on an intimate level. So I never make an assumption, you know, dealing with guests with the public. So that's why I always ask. That's a, you know? okay. Yeah. That's a good point. I can totally see that. Yep. Yeah. 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 That but, does make sense. But you're right. If it was just a work environment, you're getting up from a company dinner, you're not going to ask somebody, can I hug you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about those people that like, I don't know, like you say huggers, I'm a hugger, but you have those like, I don't know, it's almost creepy-ish. You know what I mean? Sometimes like yeah. where you're like, okay, there's no need to hug me. We can shake hands and move on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do get kind of like that sometimes too. <laughs> and I'm with you. I, you know, I'm with you on that. But then again, we have to go back to this when shaking someone's hand, grip firmly and look them in the eye. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Or the shake and hug. You know, when you do that too, we can yeah. bring you shoulders. Yeah. 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 So I, we are out of time again. Do you believe it? We are. <laughs> no, it goes so fast. I know. I know. And, you know, some of these are really juicy. But, um, you know, honestly, these next, even just these next two that we're going to discuss in our next podcast, they're going to take some time and they're going to be good. <laughs> they're going to be good ones because I'm, I'm looking through these. And even from my own experience, I'm like, oh, boy, I got some stuff to share with that one. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, especially this next one, the one we start off with next time. I, I, I This is my favorite. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, anything you want to add before uh, or or share before we uh, move on, or you know, we let go for the day, and and uh, we'll come back for our next podcast to cover the rest of them. 
yeah, no, I think um, I, I did. I think we covered quite a bit. So I'm, I'm good. I'm just looking forward to the, to the next time we do this. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so glad. Um, I'm Coach Mickey, and you are also with Jackie Dion. And I love uh, having these conversations with her because they're they're deep and they're life skills. And you know, these are conversations that you know. Hopefully, you guys are hanging out as our circle of friends, and you're joining in, or you're shaking your head, or you got something else to add. And if you do. Please uh, connect with us on our social media. Go to Coach Mickey and Friends. You can find all our social media there. And uh, we love hearing from you. And again, um, the the suggestions and the stories and the, even the stuff that you guys are adding is really valuable. Because if you're adding it, I guarantee someone else in our circle of friends around the world is thinking the same thing or maybe has the same insight or even just needs to hear it. So please, please connect with us in that capacity. So. Until then, so, you know, yeah, so uh, Siri, I guess uh, episode, uh, no, we third in our series of rules to teach your, your daughters, I guess, rules for life skills, I guess would be more of a, of an outlook of it will be uh, the following week. So, yeah. you know, so join with us then and we will look forward to seeing you guys. Remember, we are just ordinary friends trying to live an extraordinary life. We love you guys. We will see you next week. Take care. Bye. This episode was brought to you by KeepOnSharing.com. They're calling themselves the first truly ethical social network. They'll share back 50% of their revenue with their users, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's free to register, and they never sell your information. You can list your products, events, and content for free. Adult content accounts, be gone. They're fun, positive, and encouraging sites supporting local business. In a day and age where social media sites, even well-established ones, are being brought to light left and right for their questionable and sometimes downright archaic business practices, KeepOnSharing.com is a well-needed breath of fresh air. While you can share personal content, news articles, or just about anything for fun and profit, the marketplace allows practically anyone to sell anything at any time from anywhere. But on this site, you are the boss. I cannot express how amazing it is that KeepOnSharing.com shares 50% of all revenue back with the users on top of having a truly transparent, supportive, and clean business model. Check them out. I'm signing up. Will you? Go ahead and meet me on there. Just go to KeepOnSharing.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. 